0: Welcome to The Boot!
1: That's right, it's The Boot! We're recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to!
0: This week, Kenna and I talk about the ultimate adventure in babysitting as we talk about our first fan-decided movie, (laughs) Willow, starring Warwick Davis, Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, Waley? Wally? Sure. Gene Marsh, and Patricia Hayes. Kenna, which finger holds the magic?
1: (laughs) That's a great question because my first instinct is my fingers is that what he says
0: (laughs) i really wanted one of them to just like hold up the middle (laughs) finger and be like you're a fake
1: how about this billy Barty? i am so happy to meet you willow of good how do you know my name elora Denon told me
0: elora dannon has chosen you to be her guardian me yes she likes you and Elora Dannon knows you have the courage to help us. You need a warrior for a job like this. I'm a nobody. Um, I always just love when like an omniscient sorceress shows up, yeah. tells you what you need to do, and then just bounces. Yeah. It's like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the help. A la
1: Galadriel <laughs> yes. in Lord of the Rings. Very
0: Galadriel. It's like, do you want the ring? Do you want it? And she's like, oh, I passed. I'm going to get on a boat. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Good luck, though, Good Frodo. Luck. Guys, thanks for joining us this week on The Boot. If you have never heard us, this is a movie reboot podcast where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host, Kenda Trent, take five characters from a beloved movie and recast them as if the movie was to be remade today. This week, we let the fans decide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then our eight fans
0: picked. <laughs> And, uh, well, we gave him a selection of fantasy movies and Willow won out. So mm-hmm. we're going to take five characters from Willow, talk about that later on as if Willow was to be remade today, which, uh, I'm now realizing should have disqualified Willow because Ron Howard, the I director- I asked you about
1: this and you said it didn't matter.
0: Oh, I thought you were just telling me that, like, this was no. news. No! Oh. No. Because well, Brian doesn't listen I to don't.
1: me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh.
0: So rude. Oh, oh boy. But before we get into Willow, we're going to talk about some uh, reboot news. Oscar Isaac wants to star in Metal Gear Solid movie, and director Jordan Voigt roberts is into it. I'm also into it. So, Oscar Isaac, our beloved Oscar Isaac, wants to star as Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie, an adaptation to the popular game of the same name. And the director uh, loves it, obviously, because who doesn't love Oscar Isaac? Now, the question is... Can Oscar Isaac save the video game genre?
1: What's Metal Gear Solid? Oh, boy. (laughs) Didn't you... You
0: vetted these stories. So, Metal Gear Solid... You
1: sent me this because... Guys, seriously, here's a Can I, here's you, a window into how this podcast. You sent this to sure. me, and you were like, "This."
0: When did I send this to you? A and month I said, ago?
1: "I love Oscar Isaac, so okay. I'm gonna talk about this."
0: Did I send this to you a month ago? Maybe something you should learn. Literally after after two weeks, I don't remember.
1: Wow, this is remarkable.
0: I I just have the memory of a starfish. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid is a very popular uh, game that came out, I believe, in the late 90s mm-hmm. for PlayStation, and it follows, like, a mercenary named Snake. Bliskin.
1: <laughs> no? No.
0: Okay. Uh, his name is Solid Snake. He is also, like, Snake Pilsen. Bliskin. Pl- pl- <laughs> uh A one-eyed bandito of sorts. Um, And Oscar Isaac wants to play the titular titular character, the main character in the in the movie version. Can you talk? Who are you? I'm not one of them. The DARPA chief told me he gave them his detonation code. What about yours? I never had any training on how to resist torture. (coughs) It looks like he had some fun with you, all
1: right? Here's the thing. I've never played Metal Gear Solid. I don't know what it is. I don't care. But... I tried to watch Triple Frontier this yes. weekend. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but Oscar Isaac is in the movie and he's wonderful. Yeah. And he – but in general, I feel like he doesn't usually play the sort of like dirtied up, must up like um,
0: – Gorilla. Yeah. Like he's not warrior. usually the
1: guy like digging in the dirt, making things happen. But he really pulls it off.
0: Okay. I mean I so I I played Metal, Metal Gear Solid. I think I've also played the second one. M- maybe you've played Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Um Snake is a character in that and he's been in there the huh. last couple of iterations. Oh. Um I, God, it's been so long since the game. I I just I will watch anything Oscar Isaac is in. I'm just yeah. sort of wary of video game movies like I watched the Tomb Raider remake. I thought it was fine, but it it's just there's something about an open world platform of storytelling that Mm -hmm. does not translate to film in a lot of ways
1: because you're essentially creating a story that isn't there
0: right famous examples of failed video game movies mario the mario brothers movie the street fighter movie the mortal Kombat movies how dare you the uh tomb raider movies um god there's got to be a few more that i'm missing but doom doom Failed movie. And so I, I'm just sort of wondering – I think this is really a discussion about the star power of Oscar Isaac.
1: Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. He doesn't always pick winners. He's a phenomenal actor. He does not always pick winners.
0: What What is Oscar's – Oscar Isaac's bit, well, I never saw Triple Frontier. i was uh, other than Triple Frontier, which you say is not great. What is what's his biggest sort of misstep since becoming? Uh, oh, X Men, X Men Apocalypse, one
1: hundred percent X Men. Yeah,
0: that movie stunk. Um, so we'll see. Um, I I do hope. Here's the thing. The only thing I remember about this game is that there is a level where there's like a sniper on Uh a hill and as soon as you start the level, you die immediately. It took me a while to realize, oh, you have to go back to the previous level and find some drug and take it just before the level starts and it slows your reflexes down and it's the only way that you can kill the sniper. And I don't know how they're going to translate that to a movie, but I would love to see it. Wow. Some some weird yeah. slow-mo drugged out Oscar Isaac killing a sniper. I, mean, I don't know what I in was in a wintry woods.
1: I don't know what I was playing at this time. <laughs> Probably some 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 spiro, some crash bandicoot. Not this. Um
0: All right, what's next?
1: Next is honestly the biggest casting news to light up the internet in a while. And you know it's gonna light stuff up because Noah Centineo. Heartthrob of the year is in talks to star in Masters of the Universe as He-Man. Iron Man writers Art Markham and Matt Holloway are writing this screenplay. Adam and Aaron Nee are going to direct. But people already have a lot of feelings. Um, I think because by all accounts of the animated series and live action movie, he does not look like people think He-Man should look.
0: He does not look like Prince Adam.
1: But here's the thing. Who cares?
0: (laughs) Look closely, Skeletor. Look at my sword. Even in this evil dimension,
1: it can draw power from the good that lies in Castle Greyskull. You're a loser, Skeletor.
0: You'll see who the loser is. I guess so. Like, it's really funny. We've talked about fans before. It's, It's funny when it's based on... A toy line, right, yeah, like, people can get mad at the Transformers movies with good reason, like Michael Bay basically makes movies with zero character and like spinning cameras and just wild explosions and yeah. racist robots. That is a pretty good argument to be mad that like, hey, my favorite cartoon growing up has been murdered mercilessly by this man, he man, you know, I don't know i it's kind of a ridiculous character to begin with, yeah a hunkish prince Mm -hmm. is awarded us with you know a mop cut is awarded a sword
1: right are we assume like yeah are we assuming too much that he's literally gonna be the like yellow blonde bold bowl cut the orange and red
0: i I think
1: loincloth thing like are we really expecting it to be like that
0: I think some people are. Like what's funny is – so this movie was made in the 80s starring Dolph Lundgren and um, Frank Langella. Oh, yes. Frank Langella (laughs) played Skeletor. Um, I think people are – I think people now want to see more of the campier aspects of their favorite thing. Like the the Disney Fox merger has all these Marvel fans, myself included, frothing at the mouth to see a yellow spandexed Wolverine. You know what I mean? And yeah. and so I think um I think this casting is great because I think Noah himself is like kind of has exploded out of the scene from to all the boys I've ever loved as someone who's like, oh this kid's like To all the boys I've loved before. To all the boys I've loved before. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Meow, 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 meow. Uh, I don't know who that was. That wasn't you. That was me. I don't know.
1: Wow, Brian is is a totally different person right now. I
0: know. Um, what was my fucking point? I just i it's I, not
1: a it's not a bad idea. Can we all just idea. like wait to see?
0: Yeah,
1: let's wait to see.
0: Maybe the the darker, grittier version of He Man might be kind of fun.
1: And but maybe maybe they, they, they said
0: that about Fantastic Four. <laughs> What Guess we,
1: what? It wasn't. It
0: wasn't what we wanted.
1: Um, I think we're gonna be fine. Granted, I've never seen this cartoon or this live-action movie. The only <sighs> thing I know about He-Man is the um, the uh, "What's Going On" video.
0: What's going on, video? You
1: know what I'm talking about—the four non-blondes thing. <laughs>
0: I remember this. Yeah, all right.
1: (laughs) I would stop,
0: but I don't want to. We got to keep moving.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was a pretty big deal in college, but I don't really know much about this. So I'm going to give Noah Centineo a chance. Sure, sure.
0: I'm waiting for the casting news for man E Faces, one of He-Man's many, many allies.
1: Great. Moving on. Uh It's a man...
0: (laughs) It's a man who spins faces and yeah, they, okay. the toy's name is man. Yeah. E period. Yeah. Faces.
1: No, I got that for sure.
0: <laughs> that means an actor.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Is going to
1: uh-huh. play this yeah, 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 yeah.
0: spinning headed character. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay.
0: All right. It's time. <laughs> it's time for the movie, guys. It's time to take a journey to a fantastical land and reboot the movie Willow. Guys, this is our reboot of Willow. Said that twice. Go home, Willow. It's a dangerous world. Yeah, and that's why we need your help. My help? Huh. What do you need my help for? You're a sorcerer. You're a great warrior
1: and a swordsman. And you're ten times bigger than I am, stupid.
0: Are you trying to make my life more difficult than it already is? <gasps>
1: Look, I'm sorry I got angry. We wouldn't have escaped without you. Well, don't expect me to help
0: you again. Willow, the 1988 fantasy epic directed by Ron Howard, director of such movies as Apollo 13, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and A Beautiful Mind stars Warwick Davis as Willow Ufgood, Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan, Joanne Whaley as Sorsha, Jean Marsh as Queen Bav Morda, and Patricia Hayes as Finn Rizel. Rizel? Rizel. Finn Rizel. I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. And
1: it An does act-
0: not <laughs> hold. <laughs> it
1: doesn't. Really, it's very difficult to watch it
0: is took me two days to watch this movie yeah here's the thing i think the bones of the story i think george lucas's original kind of pitch for the movie and like arc of the movie and all the lessons to be learned by children everywhere are still there it's just this movie has I, i not dated well in terms of production in terms of look In terms of special effects, and so you can get easily lost in the pacing of this movie, which is also a little bit slower than maybe the kind of movies that we're accustomed to. But I think deep down there's a really fun fantasy adventure that maybe we can kind of pull out into a modern version.
1: This movie seems like it could have been written by an (laughs) 8-year-old. And I think – like. Do every single thing sounds like a made up word but like in, the, in the worst way like it's not like every, cause then I'm like well everything in like Star Wars is made up everything in like Lord of the Rings is made up yeah. but every time somebody's like Nelwins and Daikinis, I'm like a child wrote this are you
0: scared Santa?
1: no even with fairies in the woods they will put you to sleep for a hundred years? doesn't bother me brownies? dragons? Trolls that'll skin you alive and take your face off?
0: Rannan, you know I hate trolls. The you,
1: Brownies. Yeah. A child wrote so, this.
0: So what's really funny is like in Star Wars, there's not really like a set rule of mythology. It, I think the way that the film creators are going with that is like as long as it seems like it fits in the world, it gets a pass. But like I think Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones mm-hmm. have really set a bar for fantasy that it's like – If you do not have an extensive mythology behind it, it really is going to fall on its face. So, like, the language of Willow doesn't make sense. The geography of Willow doesn't make sense. The history of Willow doesn't add up. And reading the trivia was basically, like, there's a lot of story that kind of got cut out. Yeah. That explains which characters is so and,
1: difficult to believe because it's already so long. It's so
0: long, and and it's it's just hard to kind of watch it now and say like, okay, well, we'll give them a pass. That like I'm supposed to know all this extended universe stuff, but like you have to kind of start with that at least in like modern fantasy. Like you kind of have to start with a foundation of mythology. Yeah that people can get into and then the fantasy adventure sort of takes off from there
1: if you aren't us and haven't read the trivia for this movie i think there's one thing that maybe if you are like us and you haven't watched this movie since you were a child will fully open your eyes to exactly how this movie got made um and that is that val kilmer ad-libbed a lot of his
0: dialogue Vertical yes. cut let me out of here i'll take care of the baby i swear Punkart, let me borrow that spear just for a minute. Well, at least give me some water. Burgle cut! Don't leave me alone with these two. I thought you were going to say that uh, George Lucas met Warwick Davis on the set of Return of the Jedi and decided to make a movie about War, like starring Warwick Davis as like this unlikely hero through a fantasy land.
1: That's not as shocking to me as Ad living
0: his lines. Um. Okay, so with that prefaced, um, if you guys like Willow, please continue to enjoy it. R- we're coming from but people, you're w- wrong. people who haven't watched <laughs> this in a long time. Let's get to the titular character, Willow Uffgood. a, I forget what they call Willow's people. Nelwins. Nelwins. Mm-hmm. Derogatorily referred to as Peck. Pecks, yeah. This was very hard. Very hard to cast. It's true. Uh, a, a little person. I'll this say role.
1: this though. I feel like trying to find um, the wealth of little people who are actors led me to a lot of interesting um, writing about the struggle of yeah. little people trying to break into the industry. I
0: I, I think – forgive me if this is who you picked but the Peter Dinklage's of the world are few and right. far between.
1: And it's, and it's so easy I think for us because here's the thing. Peter Dinklage could be in this movie 100 yeah. percent. But I think it's really easy to be like, well, we all know him when really there are other like yeah. working actors who yeah. could who could just as easily do this that so, um, um, we just don't
0: know as well. Why don't you go first?
1: Okay. I will go first. So when I really started digging into it, honestly, just trying to be like, who am I missing? Mm-hmm. Um, I ultimately decided to pick a woman by the name of Meredith Eaton who... Has appeared in the new MacGyver series, in NCIS, is multiples uh-huh. of those, Boston Legal. Yep. Um, she's been around for a while. And I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, right. And I was glad that I found her because ultimately I like uh sort of swapping the genders of this part because mm-hmm. there's something really lovely about the journey that Willow goes on to learn how important he is, even as, as a literal and figurative small part of this universe to, like, figure out how how much he can affect it. And I was like, I feel like this would be a great part for a woman to play. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Just as someone who may not feel that they have the capabilities to <laughs> babysit a child on a long journey. and uh, Yeah, it would be just, I think, a slightly different take that would be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: i I. Did enjoy the idea that Willow is a father when you meet him, that mm-hmm. he immediately has people that he can lose, that like will lose him if anything mm-hmm. horrible goes wrong. Tell Kyra I love her and I think of her every day, and tell her I'm not gonna let anything happen to the baby. Are you sure you know what you're doing? I hope so. I think it's interesting to reverse it and sort of, you know, the to have Willow, the central character, be a mother. Mm-hmm. Who's also you know the unlikely hero who has to protect this child and save the kingdoms of of man or whatever. Yeah. Um. Here's something that's kind of tricky. Warwick Davis was 18 when he made this movie. Yeah. Very young. Very young. Um. So I that that's interesting that you're like you know what Willow's a Willow's a parent like we we don't have to make him like. Or her like a young, I mean his the actors who played his children were like eight years younger than him. Yeah, ten years younger than him. So I, that's really interesting. I've never seen her act. I, I don't know her mm-hmm. work, so I'm 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 going to take your word for it. I this this one took me a long time. I kept Willow a man. But don't worry, gender reversal fans out there, I got you covered in this. That's one. coming. <laughs> I have. I spoiler alert. I probably picked the most bizarre cast that I've picked in a long time, but um, I ended up picking an actor named Sam Humphreys, who was in The Greatest Showman. Now, I will admit that had I seen The Greatest Showman before, I remembered he was in this movie. No, did I watch <laughs> The Greatest Showman? specifically for this episode so I could pick him? Um, Yes. And let me tell you, that movie stinks. It's terrible. And they did Mr. Humphrey a dirty service. One, they replaced his voice. Two, he's like barely in it. And so I had to then divert towards like interviews of him as like a real person. And so I was like, okay, I want to take a shot on Sam Humphreys. And the thing that I kind of keyed in on was that I think Willow... Um, I know I just spoke at length about how interesting it would be to pick an older person who's like a more mature sort Mm -hmm. of hero type. But I did like Sam's sort of innocent look. Yeah. And I think that's important in any kind of adventure story. Whether you're going to start with someone who maybe doesn't know much of the world like Willow. This was really weird. How does magic fucking work in this world? Great question. Because Willow just sort of seems to be like a two-bit magician, but he also wants to be a sorcerer. But he
1: also does have like a legitimate talent for magic.
0: Yeah. So that's what was confusing. When I held up my fingers, what was your first impulse? Well, it was stupid. Just tell me.
1: Pick my own finger. That was the correct answer.
0: You lack faith in yourself. More than anyone in the village, you have the potential to be a great sorcerer. Who gets to use magic is not clearly defined as it is saying like Harry Potter. Right. Or Lord of the Rings. Because
1: there's a – because amongst the Nelwins, there's like the High Aldwin who is a sorcerer. Yes. And so Nelwins can be magic. Yes. But then there's also fairies? Who can be magic? Can be
0: magical, but choose not to do anything. But there's also like,
1: like Fenrisel and Queen Bavmorda, who are like, well, they're not like humans because they call them daikini. (laughs) Right. What a dumb
0: word. Daikini sounds like a bad app at the Cheesecake Factory.
1: (laughs) It's it sounds like a drink. It sounds like (laughs) a sounds like an Applebee's drink special. It sounds
0: like you dunk like dunkable zucchinis, zucchinis.
1: Like when people call zucchini noodles zoodles, get get out. I. Agree that the greatest showman is trash. Fight me about it. Um
0: No, I, I will back you up.
1: I'm saying that to the people because people love the Greatest Showman. And yeah. I, I don't know what movie they saw. But I I think this is a really great choice. Thank you. Let's honestly, I feel I feel a little fire lit under me after reading about how <laughs> There are troops of actors of exclusively little people who are putting on their own productions because they just don't feel like there are a fair amount of parts that aren't like – uh, like Sam Humphrey who played Tom Thumb in The Greatest Show. Like yeah. if that's all that's available – They're like, I don't – why can't I play Hamlet in a production of Hamlet? Like that's a fair question. And I thought that was really fascinating because I was like we just don't see enough uh, diversity in that category. Yeah, I
0: think we're hitting sort of the same problem we had from Last of the Mohicans. It's like we we need to start thinking about um, shining spotlights on uh, little people actors who aren't getting chances because of who they are. And we all love Peter Dinklage, right? Yeah. There could potentially be hundreds more f- phenomenal actors that right. we're just not seeing. So it was hard to pick this one. Like I like stumbled on Sam like last minute. And I was just I I don't know how I thought about f- the f- fucking greatest showman, which was just Just, just
1: don't think about, just about it a anymore.
0: Stinky Poo poo movie. Stinky, <laughs> stinky stinky, stinky poo-poo poo-poo okay. stinky.
1: Um let's, <laughs>
0: let's. <sighs> move on shuffle on
1: um to mad martigan
0: played by val kilmer yeah. um who yeah did he ad-lib every line of dialogue yes
1: was it apparent pretty much pretty much
0: was i still enthralled with him yes he's val kilmer <laughs> um so i gender swapped this role
1: oh very progressive of you
0: <laughs> mm.
1: congratulations guys where's my medal All right <laughs>
0: Here's why I wanted it switched. I don't think I've seen a lot of roguish female characters mm-hmm. in these big action adventure movies. And so I thought about how Mad Mardigan, which I thought was two names. And then when I looked on IMDb, <laughs> I was like, this is one nope, name. One name. No. In the updated version, his name would be like, Mads Mads, Mads Mardigan. <laughs> Um, I don't know
1: why that's so funny.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just – I I really thought that Mad Marnigan fills a really fun role that normally men fill and that boys start to idolize. And, mm. I, and I was sort of just like I want to see a kick-ass sardonic female in this movie. And I had someone picked out that I was going to use for Fifth Element but because of the rule I couldn't use her. <laughs> Um, I ended up picking Sonoya Mizuno from Ex Machina and mm-hmm. Maniac. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I've seen her, I just feel like there's like an undercurrent or like a wellspring of that could potentially be there for like humor as well as yeah. sort of like badassery. And <laughs> the whole the whole running joke about how Mads Morgan basically wears a dress through the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think I need that. Like, I don't think I. The idea that Mads is such a scoundrel and a. I like how rogue you're already like, calling
1: him Mads, Mark. <laughs>
0: Did I say Mads? I
1: said, yeah. Mads is like
0: <laughs> Mad Okay, well, I, you know the idea that it's like he's—he's. He's, it's
1: a weird thing that it for the first half of the movie that we see him in, he is in various stages of undress at all times.
0: Right. It's a hard line to follow because it's like you need a character that obviously isn't fully good, and we get that because he abandons the baby. You find out that he—that Mad Mad Martigan left right uh, Enola well, to to the.
1: I mean, when we meet Lindsay him, he's in the birdcage. Like, clearly, there's a reason he's there.
0: Well, come on, let me out of here, Eric. Give me a sword. Mm-hmm. I'll win this war for you. Mad Martigan. I still serve Galadorn. You serve no one. Sit in your coffin and rot.
1: I'll be around long after you're dead! It's honestly, a, a for what's a... It's a good introduction to a character in the sense that if it had actually been written and they didn't just let him make it up, um it would be great for us to get a sense of why he's there and yeah. to start to build this mythology of like he's a nice guy, but maybe he did something wrong or maybe he had to turn his back on like let's let's start to build that yeah. there, yeah, because there's a reason that we meet him in those circumstances, guys. Why are, Why don't people hire us to make movies? Look at us treating the
0: script. Ugh. So that's who I picked. And I just thought that she could be really like cool, kick-ass mm-hmm. uh, warrior and also someone who's just like a liar. Like the person who's like, I'll take care of the baby. I uh, you know what? Maybe all I've been missing is like maternal instincts. And then immediately is just like, how do I get rid of this fucking baby? Yeah, And gets wrapped up in sort of Willow's story of like, no, this is this is like an important thing. Like I yeah. need someone who can actually help this child. And yeah. then Flipsy Dipsy becomes the shining knight at the end that, you know, protects Alora.
1: I think that's actually a really interesting choice just because as a – you're right that we don't see women in these roles, but it would be really sort of fun to appeal for – I think because we tend to see men as the sort of sword character of like –
0: Good word. Sell sword. Oh, man.
1: I think we tend to see that as a male role because it's very much like you don't care about people. You care about money and you care about your own status in the world. But it would be really fun, I think, to see a woman's motivations flipped on its head in that sort of, okay, I took the baby just to get the, the guy to let me out of the cage. But now I'm just going to hand it over to a brownie because I don't care. I
0: don't like that term. <laughs>
1: That's what they are. We're talking brownies. about the little
0: creatures yeah. played by Kevin Pollack and um, <laughs> the other guy's name is escaping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the brownies.
1: Um, I thought the
0: the baby was stolen.
1: Well, I think – well, obviously he let it be stolen.
0: Uh, just negligence. Yeah, because yeah.
1: it's like right after they leave Mad Mardigan that, yeah. that the brownies come rolling through like, we stole a baby. I stole the baby. I stole a baby. That's what they sound like, actually. That's a
0: perfect imitation. Thank you.
1: Um, I can't do voices, so I'm really proud of that. Uh, okay, so my Mad Mardigan, I really threw myself into this because I love this actor, and I've honestly been waiting to use him for a long time because I think he's so great, and I think he would be so good in this. Let's put Dev Patel in this movie. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: Dev Patel has always had like a sweet demeanor to me, but I haven't seen Lion yet, so I don't know a more serious kind of Dev Patel.
1: He generally here's the thing: he's done sort of a wide array of movies because you've got Slumdog, and you've got Lion. You've also got the best exotic Girls Hotel,
0: <laughs> Hotel okay. Mumbai. Is you it, well,
1: you've got Skins, which is a little
0: that's a, yeah, Chappie. Yeah, obviously. Le-
1: obviously, let's take all our inspiration. The from last Chappie. Airbender. Um, I love Dev Patel, yeah. and I truly don't understand why he is not honestly make this man James Bond. I'll Ooh. say it. Ooh. I'll say it. Never I think celebrating. <laughs> I think he would be a great James Bond, and I I just don't understand why he's not more of a leading man. I don't know what Hollywood like doesn't yeah. see in him.
0: I think I think there's a sweetness in him that he needs to let die, and t- <laughs> no, he needs to murder it. <laughs> like he, seriously, like he he's more of like a romantic lead, like he's someone that you like really root for to like win and succeed. Maybe it's maybe it's carryover from Slumdog Millionaire. There's like the kid from nowhere that comes and like yeah. you know, and. and I think he needs to let a part of that die. Like I think he needs to do a triple frontier. I think he needs to do <laughs> no. I think God, he needs to def don't do a triple I think, frontier. I think he needs to shed some of that. I don't
1: know what's this movie though because I'm on his IMDb right now and there's a picture of him holding a gun and he looks pretty good.
0: Okay, yeah, I like that pick. I and Thank I agree you. with you and I agree agree that our boy's gotta. Uh, he's got stretch a bit. I could uh, I could definitely see him play. The kind of quick-thinking uh, – I'm trying to think of a new word to say sellsword, but I can't. That was a, just a great way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. The wily mad mardigan is what
1: mads. I said. Mad, <laughs> He's a mads mardigan. We Madden. can get behind. Okay. I'll go ahead and start it. Hashtag mm. Dev Patel for James Bond. Start it up. Idris Elba is a little old. I think we can all agree, even yeah. though Daniel Craig at this point is like 65, <laughs> Dev Patel.
0: All right, let's move on to Sorsha.
1: Which is a very um, forward-thinking characterization, Character, yeah. I think.
0: Sorsha, played by Joanne Wally. Uh, apparently, in the trivia, the adoptive daughter mm-hmm. of Queen Bev Morda, which actually made sense to me once I read that. But there's nothing in the movie that says, no. like, uh, Sorsha's family was frozen solid in this kingdom that they're trying to go to. She's like it, a
1: princess of Tirasleen. Yeah. Which they get to and everybody's been like frozen up because of Bavmorda.
0: None of that mythology made None it in. None of that is in there. So it's it's quite a shame because it actually adds a lot. Like because Sorcia's character, of it's like, you're right. It's very progressive in that it's like she's a badass like bounty hunter, huntress, soldier for her mother. She she's is like, like
1: a captain of an Army. army.
0: And then as soon as like Mad Mardigan is infected with the, the love potion and he like professes her love, her entire storyline just kind of becomes like, will she fall in love with him? And it's like, yeah, yeah obviously she does. Um and the well, entire obviously. the entire turn against her mother is just like one glancing look as Mads Martig- Mad Mardigan. <laughs> as Mad Mardigan <laughs> kills this like double-headed goblin creature. it's
1: That is where it goes wrong because the problem is not that she is in a role that a man would usually play. The, the problem is that almost instantly she's disarmed by Mad Mardigan's charm. I love you. Stop saying that.
0: Oh, can I stop the beating of my heart? I
1: can stop it. I'll kill you.
0: Death next to love is a trivial thing. Your touch is worth 100,000 deaths.
1: Yeah. And we don't really see her put up a fight. We don't really see her emotional journey of like, I wanted the approval of the my queen, my mother so much that I was going to do anything. We don't see her turn when she realizes that there could be love and good in the land. Yeah. Like, we don't see that. It's essentially like she chooses the side of Mad Mardigan. Yeah. Which, I mean... Here's the thing. I don't want to call out George Lucas for these things, but I feel like stuff like that is just, like, his influence of, like, he's not that great. But.
0: Well, I'll say this. I fell in love <laughs> with Val Kilmer in this movie, too. So you
1: You literally caught a glance after several minutes of not paying attention of him fighting and you were like, ah. You did it again. I think
0: it's more just like I know that he would eventually go on to be in Tombstone and I'm just like, oh, yes, 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 yes.
1: 29-year-old Val Kilmer. (laughs) That hair.
0: Okay. So uh, who did you pick for Sorsha?
1: I picked a character who I think is a spitfire. I think she's a lot of fun to watch. And honestly, she's I think for what she is, she's a very big actress. And so I can see her fully embodying this part. I picked Karen Gillan.
0: Oh, I love Karen Gillan. Of
1: Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. of Doctor Who. Yeah. Of I don't really know other things. She's been in not off the top
0: of my Selfie. head. Selfie. Did you ever watch Selfie. her? Selfie. Ne- I love that. Starring
1: comedy. John Cho. John Cho. I, I, how a, dare they?
0: A friend of mine and I like really got into that show. Oh, we Jumanji. It was so funny. Jumanji. I yeah.
1: think Selfie's problem was its name. I think people didn't know how to take a show called Selfie, and so they didn't want to watch. But if you watched it, you got the charm of
0: it. You got that it was taming of the shrew.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like there was a barrier to entry there where they made it seem like like the show was one thing, yeah. and it just very much was not. Yes,
0: uh, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, um, someone who's had experience with these big productions, these big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Someone who has played on the side of evil mm-hmm. and has sort of bent toward back towards the side of good. Like you know, everyone's everyone in the world saw the Avengers End Game trailer where Nebula is walking around with fucking Tony Stark, and you're just like, uh huh, okay.
1: Well, someone's you know, to, she's got an axe to grind.
0: Yeah, someone's ready to kill her, old Papa Thanos. Um, <laughs> but I, I, as a performer, I really, really like her. And, and yeah. I'm glad that she is getting a lot of shine these days. So, uh, good on ya. Thank you. Thank you. I like it. Um, I, think- I gender swapped this role. Okay. And I know it's a little controversial because Sorsha is, you know, it's kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, you essentially just ruined everything I just said.
0: Right. But... Here's my thought.
1: <laughs> Here's my thought.
0: I think of women
1: thing- who no. needs
0: them. I mean, I guess I could have left her a woman, but I guess in my head, I saw I I took the background of Sorsha that's like buried in the trivia of this and like in the deleted scenes, mm-hmm. and I adhered to that in a way that I was just like, well, I do I do kind of like the love story aspect. I think in my mind, I was like, but that would probably arc out over the series of like three movies right and so i wanted someone who could play more of a villain earlier on and then could kind of discover a more noble origin Mm -hmm. in themselves and and have the capability of swinging swinging uh of turning okay of turning this
1: movie just got interesting Of turning
0: more to the light and i was like okay it's a fantasy like let's have let's have instead of like A princess who was kidnapped. Let's have a prince that was kidnapped and someone who has sort of a, maybe a princely look. I don't know. Fuck it. I pick Robert Pattinson. said that so
1: not confidently.
0: I was okay. going to say I was going to say Rob Pat, but I don't know if our our viewers our are, pet. are into the uh into the no, but um I just thought he is a really interesting actor and I I don't think he would ever come back to a blockbuster again. You know what I mean? Mm. I think Harry Potter and Twilight it's very much, He's just like he's no way. He's very
1: much avoiding it at this point in his, yeah. his career.
0: But I think if we were to remake Willow today, if I was going to do this, mm-hmm. I would I would space it out a little bit. I would have these ideas in my head for a larger story, but I would want him to come in and play a, a Sorsha that's just fully the hand of the queen. That's kind mm-hmm. of maybe a little sadistic in a little ways. Mm. And I think that's a little more – that might be a little more alluring to him than say like – just be the pretty person that eventually is going to fall for Mag- – Wait, well, you don't
1: think Robert Mag- Pattinson's pretty?
0: No, I do because <laughs> – but we got to get there. You know what I mean? We got to get there movie three to the point where it's oh, like yeah. when they fall Willow in love. Willow Now you're be like, is
1: a yes! five-movie series yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> so that's who I went with and I haven't okay. picked him before and I'm just like, you know what? Let's take his – here's the thing. his He has refined his work in the indie movies and the yeah. small-budget movies.
1: He has proven himself.
0: Right. Let's pull him back into these. Post-Twilight, post
1: he threw himself into yeah. the indie world. That's what I want. To just say, guys, I'm sorry. I promise. <laughs> um, and, and we believe him 100%. You're yes. right that this cast of yours is
0: a little wacky. Very wacky. I can't wait for the rest of it. Well, let's keep going. Queen Bavmorda, <laughs> played by Jean Marsh. Um, very arch. Really has yeah. no backstory. She's nope. just an evil person so for some evil. reason. Hates this baby. <laughs> uh, hates all babies. Apparently, has
1: I mean conceivably been sacrificing children in a sort of like uh, Elizabeth Bathory style of way of like <laughs> of like bathing in their blood to keep herself young. I need that baby alive. Must perform the ritual that will exile the child's spirit into oblivion. That's what we're supposed to believe, right? Because at the end, as <laughs> yeah. she starts to age, you're like, "Wow, that's why she's been killing babies."
0: Yeah, it, it, so it doesn't really make sense. So in my head, I was like, "Okay, well, we need to have some sort of grounding here, if not in writing, at least in performance." Because like all these fantasy movies now, it's like, "Who do they? Go- who are they going for? They're targeting." Very acclaimed British actresses at a certain age range and they're mm-hmm. just like put on this robe, <laughs> put on this crown, wander around the set, just yeah. be as like big and menacing as possible. So I was like, okay, I want to follow that vein. I think that's – that reads still really well on screen. Mm-hmm. But ov- I obviously like Bev Morta, there's got to be something there. like, I, And I'm not going to start pitching ideas of who I think this person is. But <clears throat>
1: I mean, go for it though. If you got it, you know, like um, okay. hit me with it. Like
0: she's a woman who is in court of the old kingdom and mm. rose to power. Yep, she yep, has yep. a penchant for magic. Mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm, uh, you, mm-hmm. know, is, you know, mingles in the dark arts. And once she sees power, she just took it for herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is just you know her 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 image is her empire. Like she she just wants mm-hmm. she.
1: Sort of piggyback off of that. How about she had to adopt Sorsha because she lost children of her own. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's why she feels so uh, – some type of way about these kids coming up, trying to take her crown, trying to be – she's very Snow White's evil queen. Absolutely.
0: Evil. Which, you know, it's still like even though we've given this movie – so much body now. Yeah. Still, yeah. Still a little like, I still don't understand. Do you
1: want to change Bavmorda's name? What's her name? Does she get a first name? Or is her first name Bavmorda?
0: We we have to write an entire mythology. Like, do people just have one name? Like, yeah, Mad, Mad Mardigan? Yeah, Mad
1: Mardigan. Bavmorda. Sorsha. Sorsha. Willow has Willow two has names. Willow has two names. So does Finn Rizel.
0: Oh, God. This this movie's all over the map. I ended up picking Kristen Scott Thomas.
1: Okay. Of the okay. darkest hour. Okay.
0: Uh, I think I mentioned the Tomb Raider movie earlier. She's also in that. Oh. Um. The English Patient. <laughs> the English Patient.
1: Four weddings and a funeral.
0: Yes, 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 yes. The Horse Whisperer.
1: Oh, bless. I
0: think she's. I think she's incredible, and she, I don't think she's done any of these before. Like
1: she mm-hmm. hasn't.
0: Kate Beckinsale yet. So uh, yeah, I I, I, I I sort of feel. I Wait, guess she's in
1: Kate Beckinsale
0: not Kate. Be- oh god. Kate. Kate
1: <laughs> I was I agreed Kate and Blanchett, then I was like, "What?"
0: I meant to say Kate Blanchett. Okay. Um, but she hasn't like Mission Impossible seems to be like the only sort of big entombator. Mm-hmm. raider. Like she hasn't crossed into she hasn't been tapped to be in a Star Wars or play yeah. I mean Thanos all- sister or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's uh that's who I got.
1: Okay. Yeah, no. I think all of these things apply. Thank you. She is just an accomplished British actress who is going to bring the pain.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, I made my choice for Bad Morda this weekend when I was watching a movie called Beast. Ah. Um which honestly I can't recommend enough because I was just so blown away by it. Okay. Um but this woman's name is Geraldine James. Um and in the movie I think what inspired me is that she sort of plays in in a way a, an an evil mother figure and I just thought she did it with such anger, like such an icy anger that I was like, man, I want to see this woman cut loose just totally go for it i think she really broke out onto like an american audience in she plays mrs hudson in the robert downey jr sherlock holmes okay oh i'm sorry the jude law sherlock (laughs) um and she was also in rogue one which i didn't really think about but so that's who i picked i don't know if anybody knows who she is but Go watch Beast. It's an incredible movie. I'm
0: trying to. So I have never finished either of the Sherlock Holmes movies. I just think they're unwatchable.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh,
0: Downton Abbey, obviously. Rogue One, Blue Three. Okay, so she was one of the pilots in Rogue One. Not a big breath of work for Bry Guy here to know about <laughs> the uh, the girl in, the girl with the dragon. Every tattoo. time you
1: call yourself Bry Guy, <laughs> a small part of me dies. <laughs>
0: Alice um, in Wonderland, still, yeah, didn't see it. So, okay, look, I, <laughs> I'm i going to take your word for it. You could have picked any British actress between the age 55 to 70. To and 100. I, and I've been like, yes, <laughs> obviously. That's how vague this character is. Okay, um, should we move on to Finn Rizel?
1: Mm-hmm. The Played, Good Witch. The Good Witch. To
0: Bav Morda's Wicked Witch. Played by Patricia Hayes. Who was old. <laughs> Um. Okay, this character <laughs> <laughs> is essentially an animal for a full hour. Like she, she's a, her as a possum, yeah. an Australian possum. She's like a uh, yeah. She's morphed into an a uh, raven, and then a, a lamb, and then a tiger, a, a tiger, and then till finally her form, her final form of old lady. Appears when she finally becomes human, she's an old lady. But when she's an animal, it seems like age ain't nothing but a number.
1: Right. Like, why does she? Why doesn't she just transform into something that can like attack?
0: Why didn't she just turn back into a younger human?
1: It's a great question. Why does? Why didn't she just melisandra Right. Her way. Spoiler alert: If you haven't, (laughs) I don't know, made it to season six or whatever, but. it's a great question because it's true. She seems very ineffective in that final battle in a way that she's just very frail. I have Shalindria's wand
0: back border. And Auradan will be queen. Again, this is just a testament to, like, there are no rules. For magic here. Yeah. Like, magic is just whatever we need the story to do. Yeah. And There's no hard and
1: fast rules.
0: That dog don't hunt. Is that what the phrase is?
1: Yeah, I think okay. so.
0: So, um, <laughs> I think you're Are uh, uh, you up.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I'm just going to talk very confidently. Do um. So, it. I picked a younger actress.
0: Me, too. I'm hoping so it's the same I, one.
1: I picked someone who is great at voices because we oh. need her to... This is not I have the no same idea. person. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not the same person. Um, I would be shocked if it was. If someone who can do these sort of like funny animal voices because mm-hmm. that's part – when she's like the lamb, there's like the uh, – th- like, yeah, we're going to do all of that. <laughs> but who is going to be, I think, sort of a shock uh, at the end when you see her and you're like, oh, it's Maya Rudolph.
0: Oh, love Maya Rudolph. I will not say a bad word about Maya Rudolph. Yeah. It was just funny how you delivered that. It was very sort of like movie producers, like, yeah, we're going to do the talking animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah don't worry about it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um,
1: it's in the movie.
0: Yeah, I love Maya Rudolph. And I think uh, seeing her in sort of a genre y kind of movie would be spectacular.
1: She's here. She's like – we're at this point where we're just putting her anywhere and I like that because she's so adaptable to the very like subtle indie as well as like the large – like she's like seven different voices on Big Mouth and she's incredible.
0: I would like to see her do something also without SNL alum help because I think it just takes me out of her performances a lot where it's like, oh, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen are in a show together. Mm-hmm. Like, this is fun because they're really funny people. I love SNL. This is, like, what they've yeah. got me. So, yeah, I think it would be interesting to see her kind of, you know, step out of that, put on put on a, a robe and pick up a wand and start slinging magic here and there. Yeah. Um, I ended up picking a younger actress as well. Because, okay. like you said, that final fight, like, we don't need a geriatric person in there. Like, why not just have a – why not have a very incredible, youthful – battle between good and evil at yeah. the top of this it's, castle.
1: It's so, and and which is not to say we're like old people are gross, but like at the end of the day when you reveal who this sorceress is, I almost want it to, like in a way it's shocking when she's an old lady, but I want it to be more like now she's come to yeah. fight. Like for so long we're sort of seeing her as as ineffective because she can't use her magic as an animal, and now I just want to see this person like yeah. fully come into their Um, home.
0: Forgive me because I've, I've forgotten a lot of the names of people that I wasn't casting, but like it almost makes sense to have made the earlier sorceress the one who tells willow yeah the one who sets him off his quest to make that sorceress old and like unable to join him because there's no reason that this all-powerful being just yeah. sort of appears and then disappears and to make ryzel a more youthful sorceress that willow can rely on like once he fixes the curse that's been yeah. placed upon her so, um, I ended up picking Sally Hawkins,
1: oh, okay,
0: Paddington,
1: yeah, number and, one,
0: and Paddington, too. <laughs> Other people might know her from shape of water, fine, she was also in I that was like movie. a
1: baby I've lost control of my neck. <laughs> I can't handle
0: it. Well, the reason I picked her, though, is because I think Rizelle, um, mm-hmm. in the the small time that we know her as, like, a person, really represents sort of, like, the goodness of magic, yeah. if, if there is such a thing in this universe. And Sally Hawkins, to me, is just so bright and optimistic, mm-hmm. and I just would love to see her battle I would love to see, like, two English actresses Mm -hmm. cross wands like like um, Harry um, Ron's mom versus Beatrix Lestrange like like a repeat of that moment where you're just like yes yeah this is amazing yeah um so that's who I went with
1: yeah yeah I think honestly I think One of the first times I really got to like see her was as an actress was The Shape of Water. I know I've seen her in other things, but like I just I feel like I had never really noticed her as much. She was the lead of that, but like I mean, Paddington and Paddington two cannot be beat. Cannot be.
0: Cannot be beat. I cannot highly recommend these movies. Highly. No, no, no. Higher.
1: It is honestly the best movie that has ever ever (laughs) been
0: made. You know what else I can't recommend more of? What? Barry Pepper
1: that was smoothish. ish
0: <laughs> guys where does Barry pepper go I have a feeling maybe we picked the same person I don't think so we haven't picked the same person in like years
1: I feel like you say this and I'm like what kind of confidence do you have
0: none <laughs> I think we're I think we've picked him the same five times this is episode 58.
1: 11. I, p- I put Barry Pepper as the king of Lee, <laughs> who is frozen for most of the movie. But if we cre- if we fleshed out his story, it would be a real character.
0: Yeah. I made him General Kale. I made him a baddie.
1: Oh. Uh, he's not that kind of,
0: like, angry. Well, that's why I'm kind of like, you know what? Let's make him, like, a war-torn fucking skeleton. Oh, well, he is he the one that wears the skeleton mask? He yeah. is the one that wears yeah. the skeleton mask. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> wow. You—that's the
1: entire attitude with which yeah. this movie was made.
0: Well, let me ask you this question: How do you feel about American accents and fantasies?
1: Um, it—it it doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah.
1: But. Yeah, I guess it kind of does.
0: See, I—I <laughs> I guess I'm specifically referring to Val Kilmer in this, and I guess because we're talking about Barry Pepper, who's an American actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect Barry Pepper to do an accent. I, I do think, though, that like in Star Wars, there used to be a rule that was like if they're speaking with an American accent, it's because they the, – the person is of low status. Mm. So like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, most of the rebels speak with American accents. Princess Leia speaks kind of with both. So like when you first
1: – Do we think that's on purpose?
0: I think it is like when she's talking to um Peter Cushing, she has a very regal way about her and then when she's like shooting her way out of the Death Star, she's just Carrie Fisher. You know what I mean? OK.
1: Whatever you say.
0: But I think that's like <laughs> – I think that's a fun way to address like the fact that Americans can't do – a lot of accents. Well, yeah. So I think I think in fantasies there'd have to be something like that, especially a George Lucas fantasy where I guess there're no rules at all.
1: Ugh, speaking of George Lucas, those Star Wars wipes were the worst. <laughs> Every I, time it happened, I was like, oh
0: Maybe because I'm, you know, Star Wars is so beloved to me, but like I liked how they tried to make this the fantasy Star Wars, but it just failed. Like it, it just miserably, f- miserably failed. Okay, you got anything? You got any like weird? I wrote,
1: I wrote down in quotes, "Want to breed." but what is that from?:
0: "Want to breed.": Did oh. someone
1: say "Want to breed to <coughs> someone?:
0: Yeah, um, Mad Mardigan is, is sleeping with the guy's wife. What was his name? Gut? Gunt? he has like some <laughs> dumb name.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, in the little like
0: in the in the in the bar or oh, whatever. Oh,
1: yes. It, so when he's dressed like the woman, when the guys dressed, like, like
0: want to breed. Want to breed. Want to breed.
1: Tempting, but no. Yeah. It's disgusting.
0: Um, we haven't talked about Kevin Pollock.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brownies.
0: The Brownies. Kevin Pollack and... Rick Overton. Rick Overton, who play the two Brownies who go on the adventure, Rule and Frangine. Frangine. Frangine.
1: I'll say this. I think Kevin Pollock and Rick Overton walked so Owen Wilson and Steve Coogan could run. <laughs> I think that's what happened okay.
0: here. Okay. Uh, What movie is that a reference to? Uh, Night at the Museum. Okay. In
1: which Owen Wilson plays little tiny, plays cowboy.
0: He plays, a cowboy, he he? plays a
1: little cowboy, and Steve Coogan plays a little like Roman soldier. Okay. And they're little people, yeah. little miniatures.
0: Uh, I think I agree. I I think the uh, <laughs> the use of blue screen very innovative for its time, and I and I and I think it must be quite an honor to be like the pioneer, like to be Kevin Pollak and be like, hey. <laughs> I'm one of the first blue screen actors that has ever only performed in front of a blue screen. I think
1: they were one of the best parts of the movie because they were funny every time.
0: Yeah. I actually didn't pick up on this right away, but how Rule is constantly drunk. Yeah. He's like mostly drunk forever. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, Fran Jean is constantly trying to just like kind of.
1: Direct him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love Kevin Pollack. We We got to do A Few Good Men. I fucking love him in that movie. I've never seen a few movies. Oof. I almost watched it today because I had already finished season five of Game of Thrones. I was like, well, I can't start six. Oh, I'm
1: now. on season five right now. Yeah. I'll say this too. When Mad Mardigan finally gets a sword and he's supposed to be this great swordsman, Willow is like so impressed with him, but he's not, he's not. good. Like he's like, wow, this, uh, th- yes, of course, and really, all Valkomer is doing is tossing a sword in the air and catching it.
0: Yeah, he's just like flailing about. He's like not everyone that good. Else. Yeah,
1: show me something cool.
0: Like he's not qu- necessarily quick or innovative or skilled. He just happens to be Valko
1: coordinated
0: or yeah. human or you know. All right, let's get out of here. Guys, that was a reboot of Willow. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you check out our other episodes, our past and future episodes. we got some great movies in store for you coming up. Please rate, please subscribe, please tell your friends, and please hit us up on uh, social media. Where can the people do that?
1: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like Brian said, leave us a rating rating review, please. Please! It's all we want for Christmas. Uh, you can also now find us on Ko-fi, where you can go to our link to make a very small donation and just help us keep making this podcast. The link is in our description and all over our Twitter, which is at the Boot Podcast, and our Instagram is at Boot Podcast. But you can find us separately because I'm frozen. Yeah, why not? At Flimby and at Kenna Trent. I gave up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is kind of kind of landing a my i sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm a brownie on a bird stealing a baby just (laughs) flying straight into a tree.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye.